No, powers it. Welcome back to Considerations from the Capitol from the Deeper Dive Podcast. My name is Bill Winnells, always joined by Father Larry Swink. Good afternoon, Father. Hey, good afternoon. Happy Libra Day, everyone. Today's Monday of the 22nd week in Ordinary Time, and today, Father, reflect on today's gospel from St. Luke. Jesus came to Nazareth, where he had grown up, and went according to his custom into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. He stood up to read and was handed a scroll of the prophet Isaiah. He, un- he, un- he unrolled the scroll and found the passage where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord. Rolling up the scroll, he handed it back to the attendant and sat down, and the eyes of all the synagogue looked intently at him. He said to them, Today this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. And all spoke highly of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. They also said, Is this not the son of Joseph? He said to them, Surely you will not quote me this proverb. Physician, cure yourself and say, Do hear in your native place the things that we heard were done in Capernaum. And he said, Amen, I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own native place. Indeed, I tell you, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the sky was closed for three and a half years, and a severe famine spread over the entire land. It was to none of these that Elijah was sent, but only to a widow in Zarephath in the land of Sidon. Again, there were many lepers in Israel during the time of Elisha the prophet, yet no one, not one of them was cleansed, but only Naaman the Syrian. When the people in the synagogue heard this, they were all filled with fury. They rose up, drove him out of town, and led him to the brow of the hill on which their town had been built, to hurl him down headlong. But he passed through the midst of them and went away. Father. Okay. Well, you know, we see here in today's Holy Gospel, as our Lord goes back to his hometown, Nazareth, and unfortunately he's not accepted by his own. But um, we see, though, that they recognized him and that uh, as being the son of Joseph and we're struck by the fact that he was kind of considered just a normal dude. And, um, and then when he kind of professes that in so many words that he is the Messiah, by the way he approached this gospel, uh, they're going to throw him and stone him uh, for saying this in the temple. But I want to sort of talk a little bit about Nazareth itself. Um, several years ago, uh, actually it's more than several years ago, I was invited to go on a pilgrimage for the first time uh, with some young people. I've done that. I actually have done three of those to Italy uh, with college and high school students, a very intense um, pilgrimage. And one of the places that I thought was very striking is uh, Loretto. And Loretto is where the house of Nazareth is, where through our uh, sacred tradition, we believe that the house inside of the actual uh, basilica in Loretto or the cathedral uh, there is, it's in, encased uh, inside of it, is the actual house that Jesus lived in in Nazareth, where Mary, Jesus, and Joseph, where Mary grew up, and where she, where Joseph moved the family uh, until he died, until Jesus started his public ministry. And I, I think too is, you know, I'm probably many of you are uh, probably firing up the grill or 
you know, visiting family on Labor Day or maybe just watching a baseball game at your home, uh, is to meditate on the domestic church because our Lord Jesus learned most of his, you know, he grew up in a family with a mom and a dad. And um, Paul VI, in an, uh, he, he had a, an encyclical, a writing on, on Nazareth, and he, he brings up many points, but I'm going to say three, and he says we can learn three things from Nazareth. And one of the, he says one of the fragments or lessons of Nazareth that we can learn is the lesson of silence. And he says the lesson of silence may there return to us an appreciation of the stupendous and indispensable spiritual condition deafened as we are by so much tumult, so much noise, so many voices of our chaotic and frenzied modern life. Now, this is written you know, in the 70s. It's even more so now. O silence of Nazareth, teach us recollection, reflection, and eagerness to heed the good inspirations and words of true teachers. And, uh, you know, that's one thing. Is silence is a very powerful teacher. I remember I was struck when I went into this house, the silence, you weren't supposed to talk inside there, obviously, but as you put your head up against the wall of this wall that probably Jesus touched, right? He probably had to, you know, uh, wash it or something. And, you know, that there is something beautiful about just the sacred silence of the, of being in this house. Secondly, he says of domestic life, the lesson of domestic life may Nazareth teach us the meaning of family life. It's harmony of love, it's simplicity and austere beauty, it's sacred and viable character. May it teach us how sweet and irreplaceable is training, how fundamental and incomparable its role on the social plane. In other words, uh, most of the valuable lessons that we learn about life, uh, good or bad, come from home. Uh, home actually what forms us into the persons we are. Uh, some people spend... A lot of time healing from what they learned at home and some people bear the fruits of what they learned at home throughout life depending on the lessons that were learned at home you know it's a domestic church it's it is a school of virtue uh, it can also be the school of vice but for most people i think especially anyone listening to this podcast you know you try very hard to teach your kids right and wrong um, how to speak how to act how to love this all comes from home and we very very much become like our parents and you can you know i'm sure like there was something really powerful about joseph and they respected jesus why he was the son of joseph and everyone loved joseph he did great work goes into my third point a third point we can learn learn from nazareth and it's also very uh, appropriate for today as, as americans is the lesson of work and he says oh nazareth home of the carpenter's son we want here to understand and to praise the austere and redeeming law of human labor, here to restore the consciousness and the dignity of labor, here to recall that work cannot be in an end itself, and that is free and ennobling in proportion to the values beyond the economic ones, which motivate it. We would like here to salute all the workers of the world and to point out to them their great model, their divine brother, the champion of all their rights, Christ the Lord. And Paul VI makes, makes the point as for 30 years or, you know, until he was 30, from the time he was probably a young teenager, Jesus worked. Where do you learn to work? In a carpenter shop with Joseph. What did he do? Build things. Um, what did he do from the time he got up until he went to bed or had dinner with Mary and Joseph? He worked with his hands. And he was a darn good carpenter. 
And we should also realize that there is a lesson to be learned that ordinary work is a means of holiness. So these are just three lessons we can learn from Nazareth. It's a shame that these people had God right in front of them and they're about to throw them over a cliff. But sometimes even our own sort of small town, maybe Jesus is right in front of us and we don't see it. So today we learn these lessons of Nazareth where hopefully Jesus is the center of the home like he was in his hometown, Nazareth.